Jesus. I've got peace, it's in Jesus. I've got help, it's in Jesus. I've got peace, it's in Jesus. It's reaching to me. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, good evening, and good evening. This is your revival host, Pastor James Doggett Jr., and I'm so happy that you've tuned in with us on this particular evening. We have reached the 10th night of our quarantine moving forward revival. And boy, am I glad that you are here tonight because God has something great in store for you and he has something great in store for me. God is good. If God is good, go ahead and press that like button right where you are. Let's celebrate the good God of our salvation. If God has stepped into your life and if he's turned your life around, if he's proven himself to be unfailing in his love, if his grace and mercy has been extended to you, then tonight you have every reason to worship. Tonight I joined the line, y'all, with a praise on my lips, with joy in my heart, with a pep in my step and a twinkle in my eye, because the God I serve is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures through all generations. Can I stop real quick and just invite you guys to share this live stream? Press that share button. Make sure that you let everyone know that this is happening right here live at the Quarantine Moving Forward Revival. Press that share button. Don't be selfish with this blessing. Go ahead and bless somebody else by pressing share because God is about to move in a mighty way tonight. I had a verse that was on my spirit that I wanted to share with you guys real quick as we prepare to launch into worship. This verse comes from Psalm chapter, I believe it's 95. Let me see, Psalm 95. And it's the first verse of that chapter. Let me tell you what that verse says. It says this, oh, come. Let us sing unto the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Has anybody ever had to sing a song unto the Lord as you thought about how good God has been to you? Have you ever taken a about face and considered all the blessings and miracles and all of the things that God has done for you and you just couldn't help yourself? You just had to sing unto the Lord. But know this, that tonight as you prepare to worship, we need you to feel free. Go ahead. You don't have to be all solemn and meditative. You can be free. We believe in open praise and worship here at the Quarantine Moving Forward Revival. And this is why some of y'all need to break free in your house, in your car, wherever you're watching this. It's because the verse says we need to sing unto the Lord who happens to be the rock of our salvation. That's, that should inspire someone right there because the rock of your salvation, that simply means that God has been the stable foundation upon which you've been able to stand. That means that he's been secure. That means when you were in some unstable environments, the rock of stability was able to stabilize you. When everything came against you and knocked you off your equilibrium, all you needed to do is just celebrate the fact that you had a God who was stabilizing you in the middle of your mess. Some of y'all have been in some unstable situations at your job. Some of y'all have been in some unstable familial disjointed situations. Some of y'all have been in some unstable physical maladies. But I can't tell you right now that with the instability that is happening all around you, who in here can celebrate? Press that like button right now if you just want to give God the rock of your salvation. deserves it. Why don't you put that in the comment section? Say, thank you, Jesus. Say, amen. Put something there. Just let the world know that you are here to worship God and you ain't going to do it quietly. The Bible says you're going to have to shout. You're going to shout into the rock of your salvation. Y'all, I'm, 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 I'm happy. I can't even get the words out. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. 
Last night, I appreciate Pastor Rashad Burden for coming through and for ho being the guest host. Listen, I tuned in while I was not with you live. I did tune in, and I appreciate all of you for showing up. And tonight, y'all, I don't know, maybe I got some extra rest last night, and I feel rejuvenated tonight, but I'm ready to worship. I came with my, I should have came with my worship shirt on. Like Pastor Austin Humphreys came with, this is my preaching shirt. I should have worn a shirt that said, this is my worship shirt, because I'm ready to worship. God, let me pause again and ask you to please share. Share this live stream. Press that share button. We want everyone to know that this is happening live right here, right now. Let me see who's on the line with us. Normally, I encourage you guys to tell us where you're tuning in from, and you do that automatically now. You've been watching for so long. You automatically tell us where you're tuning in from. I see somebody from Hampton, Virginia. We celebrate you. Thank you for tuning in. I see somebody all the way from the UK who's worshiping with us. We celebrate you as well, Miss Taylor. I also see, let's see, we see some folk from Hampton, Virginia. Oh, Pastor Richard Martin's church is representing. What about uh, uh, South Carolina? I see some folk from Evan Willis's church, pastor who preached last night. We got some people from, yes, yeah, Charlotte. We got some people from Huntsville, Alabama. Y'all, tell us where you're tuning in from. We celebrate you and we appreciate you for being here with us, ready to worship God on this evening. Y'all, I got some good news for y'all tonight. Oh! I came bearing some good news. Y'all want to know what that good news is? Let me tell you what has happened and let me tell you what has transpired. Let me tell you what has gone on today. I got a text message that the young lady who we have been able to bless with that money, that monetary gift that we gave her because she's pregnant and about to have her baby. She has that 10 year old single mother and we blessed her, right? Well, guess what y'all? Today, I got the news that she just had her baby, that she just delivered her child successfully, a baby boy, a healthy baby boy who we're going to pray for. We need to make sure that God is covering them, but we also got to say thank you, God, for a successful delivery. And let me tell you guys why I'm so excited right now, because what you did by purchasing those things off of her registry, it came right in the nick of time. Consider this, how we could have waited till next week or God could have waited till today to set that thing. No, God is right on time. And last week, you all were able to bless her with over 31 items on her registry. Let me just celebrate y'all real quick. I'm going to clap it up and I'm going to celebrate you guys because you were able to purchase a lot of things that she was in need of before this baby showed up. And guess what? You did it right in the nick of time. So thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. I just, we just had a conversation with her. My wife talked to her earlier today and I want to put this link back up for you. This is her registry because there are still a few more items that she needs. We asked, what is it that you stand in the need of? And all of you who know anything about babies, she said, I need some diapers so we can go and bless her with some more diapers. She also said she needs some baby clothes, some more baby clothes. So when you go on that registry, go ahead and screenshot that. Go ahead and capture this URL. That's exactly where you need to go. And that's her registry. That's tgt.gifts forward slash God's child forever. Again, tgt.gifts forward slash God's child forever. You've already blessed her so, so much, but we want to do a little bit more by giving her, um, getting her some baby clothes, getting her some wipes, some uh, diapers. We want to continue to bless her, y'all, and we're celebrating God for giving her a successful delivery. Again, thank you so much for your consistency and for your amazing support, y'all. You thought I, you thought that was it? No, I got some more. I got some more good news for y'all tonight. What else is happening, Pastor J.D.? Well, I'm glad you asked. Well, we have been able to, because of your generosity and faithfulness and, and because God has used you in such a mighty and marked way, we were able to today send a young lady who is a single mother in Michigan $400 to bless her right now. In the, Come on, let me put it in gallery view so the people can see that Pastor Meshach and Pastor Kyle are here and we're celebrating God for what he has done, $400. But y'all, I'm not done yet because not only have you been so faithful and so generous in the way you've given, we were also able to bless a family, a husband, wife, and kids who are in a financial strait with $325 today so that you were not just able to bless one family, but you were able to bless two families 
with your generosity. And we want to say thank you. That family is here in Florida. So God has been good. God has been great. God has used you mightily already. And guess what? We're only about halfway there. We're at night 10. I'm excited about what God is going to continue to do. If you desire to be a part of this process of blessing families, then let me remind you of where you can go. The cash app handle is the money sign, the quarantine revival. Again, you can send money through cash app via the court, the money sign, the quarantine revival, uh, screenshot that capture that so that you can use it. But guys, guess what? We also have another opportunity for you to give, not just through cash app. Cause some people are like, pastor, I don't have cash app. What else can I use? Well, we have another avenue. You can use PayPal by sending your money through PayPal to here's the email that you have to use, the quarantine revival at gmail.com. Screenshot it. For those of you who are more comfortable with PayPal, you don't have Cash App, guess what? You can send your money, your gift, your financial seed to the quarantine revival at gmail.com. That is our PayPal um, account. So you want to use that email address, the quarantine revival at gmail.com via PayPal. So you have two options to give, and we appreciate you guys again for doing such a great and awesome job. We thus far have been able to bless a young woman in Virginia, um, single mother who just had her baby with $400. We were able to bless another lady in, um, did I say 400? I think it was close to five, I can't remember. 400 plus, we were able to bless a lady in uh, Houston, single mother with five, 400 plus. We were able to bless a family here in Florida with 325 and then we were able to bless another uh, single mother in Michigan with four hundred dollars. Uh, so, guys, you've been you've been faithful. Every cent that you send is going toward helping people who are in financial crisis. Thank you, guys. I want you to reach out if you know somebody, if you know someone, if you want to recommend a family, then send that message to us via our Facebook page. Go to the Quarantine Revival Facebook page and send that message to us so that we can reach out to them and so that we can be a blessing to them. Also, if you need to send an email, you don't have Facebook. Guess what? We got something for you too. Send an email to thequarantinerevival at gmail.com. That is our Gmail account. So thequarantinerevival at gmail.com. And we promise we'll respond as quickly as we possibly can. Again, thank you so much. Guys, pause. Press that share button. Let me make sure that you're sharing. We need to make sure that everyone knows that God is doing something here at the Quarantine Revival. I already see that the numbers have gone up and y'all are ready to worship God. God is good. And we're going to celebrate him this evening. Listen, we have a preacher in the house. His name is none other than Pastor Kyle Crawford. Pastor Crawford, y'all, is a friend. He's really family. We go all the way back to Cali. See, some of y'all act like Pastor Doggett ain't from California. Well, this is proof because I got pictures. I got footage. I should have brought the pictures and put them up on the screen for you. Me and Kyle go way back. And guess where we go back to? To our roots in California. Thank you very much. Pastor Kyle Crawford is from California, as was just mentioned. And we, again, see you guys. I see notifications that you're already sowing your, your, your financial seed. Thank you so much for giving. Uh, Pastor uh, Crawford is from Glendale, California. And he spent most of his, his, develop, his development years in the Inland Empire of Southern California. Anybody know about the IEA? We celebrate you. We also want you to know that he is a graduate from Oakwood University. That's my alma mater. He was able to earn his uh, BA in ministerial theology, and he received a call from South Central, South Central Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, right there where he is currently pastoring, right there in Yazoo City in Rolling Fork, Mississippi. Um, we're excited that God has positioned him to where he can do powerful ministry. He, along with our guest tonight, who's going to pray for us, he and Pastor Meshach, every weekend on Saturdays, they host a collaborative worship experience entitled Recharge. Is that right, fellas? Recharge, right? Recharge worship is a powerful um, worship opportunity. They actually gave me the chance to preach this past Saturday, which I appreciate. And, and I, I just want to say thank you again for that opportunity and invitation. But we want you to continue to check in with them. Go to Pastor Kyle Crawford's Facebook page, and you'll see all of these Recharge worship experiences and the opportunities to connect with them. And we're appreciative for him. He also is the husband of a beautiful and amazing wife. So we also celebrate her at this time. And we appreciate you guys for your sacrifice in positioning yourself to give us a word this evening. God is good. And we're looking forward to it, Pastor Kyle. We know 
the Lord has deposited something powerful into your spirit. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and shift over into a season of prayer. The reason why we want to make sure we pray with intentionality, y'all, is that we know that prayer equals power. When we connect with God in that place of prayer, God doesn't get informed of stuff he doesn't already know. God is more than aware of what we're going through. What it does is it really allows us to see things from a divine perspective. We can, it's a cathartic experience where we can lay our burdens at the feet. The Bible says, cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. How do you cast them? One of the ways we cast them upon him is by praying about those issues, praying about those vicissitudes and trials and trouble that we're going through. And we can also not just ask God for stuff, we can even celebrate him in prayer and say thank you for all the great things he has done. So tonight we're going to go to God in prayer. We have Pastor Meshach who is going to take us to the throne in prayer tonight. So pastor, if you don't mind, if you can unmute your mic, what we're gonna do is we're gonna let him pray. After Pastor Meshach prays, we're then going to go into our song of meditation, our song of preparation, after which you will hear none other than my friend, God's servant, the preacher for the hour, Pastor Kyle Crawford. Meshach, please take us to the throne. Let us pray, family. Our Father and our God, what a privilege it is just to come boldly before your throne of grace and mercy. God, your word says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. God, not only do you promise to forgive us our sins, but you promise also to bring healing to our land. And even in the midst of COVID-19, the reality is a lot of our lands are broken. They're in famine. We need growth. And so, God, we thank you for this opportunity, for this quarantine revival that has lit a fire in our spirits to encourage us that although we are locked down, God, our praises still will rise up to you. God, as we gather this day, we understand that there's many people going through brokenness. Some are dealing with marriages that are on the rocks. I pray, oh God, for a spirit of reconciliation to be upon them. Some are dealing with financial ruin at this moment. Some are unemployed because of this virus. And yet, God, we still believe you to be a provider, a sustainer, and even a healer of hearts during this time. And so, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will just be with every single person under the sound of my voice. We pray for our sick and our shut-in in our communities. God, those individuals that aren't able to get the help that they need, God, would you just go to their bedside, touch them, Lord God, and just resurrect them right where they are, knowing and believing that, Jesus, nothing is too big for you. And so at this moment, God, we completing the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of your spirit upon your people. But also we pray healing, Lord. We pray reclamation. We pray reconciliation. God, we even pray right now in the name of Jesus that if someone in here does not have a saving relationship with you, God, that this will be the day that they would come knowing that, God, they've truly been with you and give their hearts over to you at this moment. God, I'm praying for all of those individuals that have given a praise report. We thank you for the praise report of our Quarantine Revival that has raised all of these funds to meet the needs of not only this mother who gave birth on today. What a praise before God, we give you glory, but also the other families that are in need that we were able to assist because of this revival. God, we just want to thank you and give you glory. Last but not least, Lord, as we come now, sit before your throne of, uh, of grace. We pray that you will just uh, drench your Holy Spirit upon your servant on today, that God, you will not only anoint his lip, but you will top uh, touch the top of his head to the soles of his feet, that as he preaches with clarity of thought and power and conviction, Lord God, that those who will be listening to the words would then become doers of the word because of the conviction that they were able to receive through your Holy Spirit. When it's all said and done, our prayer this day is that we can truly say that we've been with you and then also that our lives will be transformed. What an amazing God you are, Lord, that even in your word in the book of Isaiah, you remind us that before we even call, You've already answered. And while we are yet speaking, God, you already hear. And so, God, as we are putting our prayer requests in the comment section, we, know that we already know that they're being answered. And even while we're still typing and speaking, God, we're so thankful that your ears are attentive to us. And you never close your ears or even your heart to your people who are in need. God, bless us as we continue on this day. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Pastor, for leading us to the throne in prayer. I do want to remind you 
that we have been praying for all of you who've been sending in your prayer requests. We say thank you for allowing us to link our faith with yours and to pray with specificity and intentionality on your behalf. I believe God does hear intercessory prayer. So if you have a special prayer request, you can put it in the comment section if you want. Send us a private message if you desire. We just want to make sure you reach out to us so that we can pray for you. Again, here's the key word with specificity, because we believe God does hear and God does answer prayer. At this time, we're going to hear a song that will be sung by our friend, Mark Timmons. And after Mark Timmons sings, we will then hear a, the preached word from our pastor, the preacher for this evening, Pastor Kyle Crawford. You shall the journey, and I will not go out into that we are ready to receive. Our hearts are open, our minds are open, and we say thank you so very much for being with us tonight. Man, 
we're ready to receive the word. What's going on, everybody? Um, I'm Pastor Kyle Crawford. Um, and <clears throat> I just want to say thank you uh, to Pastor JD for uh, just setting up this whole quarantine revival. If you've been blessed uh, so far, go ahead and tap the heart button, send some hearts, uh, and go ahead, put in the chat, I've been blessed. We've had amazing, amazing, amazing speakers who have blessed our hearts, blessed our souls, and have drawn us closer to God. Uh, so for that, I am grateful to be a part of this. Um, I would have been glad just to sit back and watch, um, but I'm grateful to be a part of it. Uh, so thank you, uh, Pastor J.D., for just allowing God to uh, just just call you to do something different, call you to be creative. And, and I thank just all of uh, my partners in ministry that are part of this, all the preachers uh, that have uh, just been so willing to give the word and bring the word. Um, this shows us that we can collaborate. Um, that, that this shows us that we can be unified and it's grateful. I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of this. Um, I do want to get to the word, but before I do that, uh, I, as most of the preachers have done, I do want to give a shout out to my wife, my wife, Haley. Um, I love you. Thank you, uh, for, for, for just supporting me. Um, I want to give a, a shout out to my mom, Rita Crawford. She's watching. Um, and also my mother and father-in-law, uh, uh, brother and sister Jones, uh, Tanya and Greg Jones. Thank you guys for supporting me. But I do think that the Lord has a word for us tonight. So I'm going to get right to that. Um, Acts chapter 20, verses 7 through 10. Acts chapter 20, verse 7 through 10 um, is going to be our, our scripture for tonight. Um, and I'm going to read that from the New American Standard Version. Acts chapter 20, verses 7 through 10. I'm going to go ahead and read that in your hearing. It says this. Acts chapter 20, verses 7 through 10 says, On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul began talking to them, intending to leave the next day, and he prolonged his message until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where we were gathered together. And there was a young man named Eutychus sitting on the windowsill, sinking into a deep sleep. And as Paul kept talking, he was overcome by sleep and fell down from the third floor and was picked up dead. But Paul went down, fell upon him, and after embracing him, he said, do not be troubled, for his life is still in him, for his life is in him. For a few moments that are ours, I want to preach under the subject, don't bury it yet. Don't bury it yet. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for the total sufficiency of Jesus Christ. Now, God, in this preaching moment, the only thing that we ask is that your spirit will fall, your son would be lifted, and you would be revealed. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray, amen. And amen. Uh, listen, y'all, as I was preparing for this sermon, there was a particular song uh, that was replayed in my mind over and over and over again. Uh, the song is entitled, He Turned It by Tatra Beck. And really, it's the second verse and the vamp that really grabbed my attention this week. The lyrics go this way. Sometimes I look back and I don't know how in the world I made it. All the nights I would cry, my heart filled with pain. Worry consumed me. My whole life revolved around fear and stress. I was tired and weak, and I could just, I just could not compete anymore. And the band goes this way. The devil thought he had me, thought my life was over. He thought by now I'd give up. He thought I had no more. But that's when someone greater stepped into my situation. My morning has now begun. He turned it. This particular song, ladies and gentlemen, depicts with accuracy the reality of walking with God. Please understand that what you see when you come to church for corporate worship is not an accurate depiction of what walking with God looks like. Because when you come to church, everybody is doing fine. Everyone is blessed and highly favored. Everyone is the head and not the tail. But that's not an accurate depiction of what walking with God looks like. See, the reality is that walking with God, that there are times when I feel like blessing the Lord at all times. There are times when I feel like lifting up my hands in worship. There are times when I'm persuaded to love the Lord more than anything. But at the same time, Ty lets us know that there are also times when the challenges of life, the circumstances of life, the trials affecting our life will wear us out. And listen, I just want to know, is there anybody in here that's watching this on tonight that has been worn out before? Anybody know that life will wear you out? There are circumstances you find yourself surrounded by that will wear you out. There's some trials you will be faced with that will wear you out. Some challenges you seek to overcome that will wear you out. 
and see what really wears you out and gets you to the point where you say like Ty Trebet, I'll never make it, is when the things you are connected to fall down and die. See, it's then that you realize that no matter how much effort you exert, no matter how much work you put in, no matter how much planning you do, no matter how much time you spend, no matter what you do, you are unable to raise it back up and it will wear you out. And there's some worn out folk in here tonight, worn out from unsuccessfully trying to put a relationship back together, worn out from trying to reach a goal that life keeps moving forward from your reach, worn out from trying to get back into ministry, worn out from consistently trying and failing to have a consistent devotional life, worn out from trying to resurrect and raise up the thing that has fallen and died in your life and see when your possibilities have run out, when there are no more options, when there's no more resources, when there is no way out, when you have done all you can, but you can't put it back together, can't resurrect it, can't raise it back. When you are worn out, it's in those moments Ty says that the devil thinks he has you. And listen, listen, it's in those moments when you are worn out that the enemy begins to try and convince you to give up. Give up on that goal because no matter how hard you try, you'll never reach it. Give up. Give up because no matter how much energy you put towards it, it's still inactive and unresponsive. That thing is dead, so give up. And see, somebody in here can testify that every now and then, Satan tempts me to give up, give up, give up on the dream you have because no matter how hard you try to pursue it, it'll never be attainable. Give up, give up on the child you raised the best way you knew how because instead of, but instead of walking with God, they turned their back on him and walked their own way. And no matter how hard you pray, no matter how much you do, they're unresponsive and spiritually dead. So give up, give up on the community you have been pouring into because no matter what you do, it keeps on getting worse. And those people are unresponsive and inactive. Give up on maintaining a spiritual life because you started the year off well, but somewhere along the line, you fell off and now you're powerless to raise your fallen spirituality life, your spiritual life back up. Give up. And see, Satan really tempts us to give up by telling us it's over, it's finished, it's done, it's dead. You should bury it however. Uh, Ty says it's in these moments when you are worn out and are ready to give up because the thing that you have connected yourself to has fallen down. It's in those moments that someone greater steps into your situation and turns it. And where would we be if God had not turned some things in our lives? And listen, God is saying to somebody tonight, I know it looks dead, but don't bury it yet because there's still life in it. And there's somebody who's watching, who who's on the brink of letting go, on the edge of quitting on the verge of giving up, but the word on tonight is don't bury it yet because there's still life in it. Listen, I'm right here in the text. The Bible says that the believers gathered together and Paul is preaching and your Bible says there's a young man by the name of Eutychus in the building who is sitting in the window and falls asleep. The Bible calls it a deep sleep and he is sleeping. He falls from the window and dies. And listen, because I am a youth pastor at heart, my ears perked up when I heard that this is a young person. And I began to ask the question, why is this young man sitting in the window while worship is taking place? And the answer is because there were many lamps in the room. See here, your Bible says that they're gathered together in the upper room. And Luke says that there were many lamps in the room. Now I need you to understand that scholars and historians suggest that the lamps used in Roman cities were more like torches that produced heavy amounts of smoke. And if a person had many lamps in one room, there would be so much smoke in the room that it would be hard to breathe. Commentary suggests that the reason Eutychus is sitting in the window is because there's so much smoke in the room. Luke says there's many lamps in the room, which means that the atmosphere is toxic. It's a smoky one. It's a toxic one. And in an attempt to breathe, Eutychus sits in the window. Now listen, might I suggest that young people can be found sitting in the window removed from the traditional gathering, not necessarily because they don't value the word, not necessarily because they're disconnected from worship, but sometimes young people can sit in the window or be found sitting in the window removed from the traditional uh, uh, gathering because the atmosphere that exists in some of our churches is a toxic one. 
That's a whole nother sermon. That's a whole nother sermon. But but here's what the Bible says. The Bible says he falls and he's picked up dead. However, Paul goes down, falls on him, covers him, embraces him, and declares there's still life in him. In other words, Paul says no matter how, how bad it looks, no matter how far he's fallen, no matter how dead it looks, no matter how hopeless it may seem, don't bury it yet because there's still life in it. I got two quick points. I'll get out your way. Uh, this particular text is tailored to teach us how we can resist the urge of giving up on things that we're connected to when they have fallen and died. See, the Bible lets us know, don't bury it yet because, number one, don't bury it yet because human vision produces inaccurate declarations. I'll say it again, don't bury it yet because human vision produces inaccurate declarations. See, the text says this, Eutychus falls, and, and notice in the text, it says he is picked up dead. In other words, they pronounce him dead, but here's the crazy part. Your Bible says that Paul goes down, sees the same situation, and instead of saying he's dead, he says there's still life in him. So the question becomes, how can these two groups dealing with the same situation see two separate things? How can Paul see life when everyone else sees death? And the reason is that human vision produces inaccurate declarations. I'll put it to you like this. One night a few years ago, while I was living in Huntsville, Alabama, I was invited by some friends to the Space and Rocket Center to check out the blood moon. The blood moon is, is a lunar eclipse that takes place every so often. And so I was excited about seeing it. But as soon as I got out the car and walked over to where everyone was gathered, an employee who worked for the state of Space and Rocket Center uh, was outside and directing the group. And he said this, he said, well, guys, we're not going to be able to see the blood moon. But if you stick around, there's a lot of cool stuff tonight that's happening up there if you want to look. I immediately began to look up to see if I could see any of the cool stuff happening uh, 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 that the employee has just mentioned, but I didn't see anything. And, and JD, after about five minutes of looking up and not seeing anything, I hear the employee shouting excitedly, and he begins to describe the various things that he is seeing, and he encourages the rest of us who are still around to look up and check it out. Uh, Meshach, I looked up again for a few seconds, but after seeing nothing, I got frustrated. And maybe it's the California in me, but I got frustrated. And, and I go over to the employee and let him know that the sky is black and there's nothing going on up there. To which the employee responds, just because you can't see it doesn't mean there's anything, there's nothing there. I explained to him that I've been looking up and trying to see what he saw, but I didn't see anything. And the man starts laughing at me and he says, you didn't see anything because you were looking through the wrong lens. He pulls me over to the telescope and explains that this is the lens you have to look through when you want to see beyond which your natural eyes can see. He says you were making inaccurate declarations about a situation because you were using your human vision instead of this particular lens. He then points to the telescope and says, now look again. And see, this time when I looked, I, again, I was through the right lens. I got excited because I was able to see beyond the limitations of my natural sight. See, my human vision left me looking at a dark abyss. But when I got the right lens, it allowed me to look past the darkness and see something bright. And that's a word for somebody in here, because all week long, you've been looking at your problem through your natural eyes and have incorrectly declared your situation dead. But God is saying tonight, you're looking through the wrong lens. Your natural eyes can't see past your problem, and it'll cause you to make inaccurate declarations like the dream is dead, the career is over, the relationship is finished, the door will never open. But I wonder if there's anybody in this quarantine revival on tonight that's willing to put on the lens of faith. And once you put on the lens of faith, I dare you to look again. And when you look again, it'll cause you to realize that you have premature buried some stuff that although it looks dead, it is alive. And it will allow you to discover that although I have declared something dead, the reality is there's still life in it. So don't bury it yet. Number one, because human vision produces inaccurate declarations. But not only that, number two, and I get out your way, uh, don't bury it yet because the miracle worker is present. Don't bury it yet, number one, because human vision produces inaccurate declarations. But, but don't bury it yet, number two, because the miracle worker is present. 
CC, notice in the text, Paul is present during Eutychus' fall. If you're familiar with the book of Acts, you'll recall uh, the chapter before this, Acts chapter 19, specifically verse 11, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit did extraordinary miracles through Paul. The Greek says that the Holy Spirit did abnormal miracles through Paul. It says that the Spirit was so heavy on Paul that people would take cloths that touched him and put it on a sick person, and the sick person would be healed. And it says that evil spirits would flee from a person who was touched by something that touched Paul. See, you got to understand that Paul, in all, by all accounts, is considered a miracle worker. And the Bible says that even before Eutychus fell, the miracle worker, Paul, was there. I see somebody ought to get excited about that because before I needed a miracle, the miracle worker was already there. Somebody ought to shout over the fact that God will always send somebody to save you from your fall before your fall. I see the text tells us that Paul is there to see Eutychus fall. He sees the condition of Eutychus. He sees the pain it causes others. He sees the mess the fall made. He sees the cries of the congregation. And the reason I'm stressing this is because there is somebody in here who needs to be encouraged that the miracle worker sees you. He sees your condition. He sees your tears. He sees your effort. And he sees when you are discouraged, dis desperate, and depressed. He sees your circumstances. The miracle worker is present, which means he sees you and here is the shout if he can see it he can save it all right see somebody in here is looking at me strange let me make it bible see luke chapter 13 verse 12 there's a woman who's double bent by an infirmity for 18 years and your bible says jesus saw her and said to her woman thou art loose and immediately she was set free because if the miracle worker can see it he can save it john chapter 5 there's a man on the pool by the pool of bethesda who's been crippled for 18 years and your bible says jesus saw him and said to him take up your bed and walk and immediately he was set free. Why? Because the miracle worker can see it. He can save it. John chapter 9, there was a man who was born blind. And your Bible says Jesus saw him and restored his sight because if the miracle worker can see it, he can save it. Luke chapter 7, verse 13, there's a young man who died and his mother was a widow and she was in the middle of a funeral. And your Bible says Jesus saw her and commanded the son to get up and her son got up because if the miracle worker can see it, he can save it. And just in case you thought the miracle worker named Jesus can't see you, David asked the simple question, where can I go from your presence? If I go into heaven, you're there. But even if I make my bed in hell, you're there. See, the text teaches us don't bury it just yet because the miracle worker can is present. He sees you. And if he can see it, he can save it. And is there anybody in this room, in this, in this chat tonight, who can testify that there's some things in my life that look dead? But I, I recognize on tonight that I have inaccurately declared them dead because I've been looking at them through my human vision. I have yet to put on the lens of faith. So I've called some things dead that actually still have life in it. In other words, I saw how the, the everything was lining up and said the career ought to be dead. I saw all the doors closed. So I said the calling had to be dead. I saw the relationship going down a path. I did not intend on it, on it going. So I said the relationship dead. But see, I was looking through things through my own vision. And I discovered on tonight that human vision always produces inaccurate declarations. There's somebody else who says, I've been trying to do this thing all by myself. But you fail to remember that the miracle worker is present. And if he's present, he sees you. And if he sees you, he can save you. See, listen, tonight I'm done. The whole text is tailored to teach us that there are things in my on our lives that look dead, that seem dead, that feel dead, that sound dead, but there are things in our lives, although they look that way, there's still life in it. So listen tonight, this text Taylor teaches us that when I realize human vision produces inaccurate declarations and, and I change the lens I'm looking through, and when I realize that the miracle worker is present and if he can see it, he can save it, then, then no matter how bad it seems, no matter how far it's fallen, no matter how jacked up it may be, no matter how dead it looks, I can declare, don't bury it yet, because there's still life in it. See, see, the reality is that somebody tonight who's watching is getting ready to bury something God gave you. There, there, there's some careers that seem impossible, so 
So there's somebody who's saying, I'm getting ready to bury this. This, this is dead. There, there, there's a calling that seems too daunting for you to achieve. And, and you're saying, there's no way I'm going to get there. So, so you're in the process of burying that thing because to you, that thing is dead. That, there's a dream that, that has begun to seem unrealistic that God gave to you. And because you don't see how you're going to get from point A to point Z, you, you're saying that thing is dead. That thing is finished and you're getting ready to bury it. But God is saying tonight that there's still life in it. There's still life in that dream. There's still life in that calling. There's still life in the career that he's calling you to do. There's still life in that relationship he called you to form. There's still life in it. So don't bury it yet. Uh, but 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 here 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 is the real appeal. How do you move forward? You move you move forward by going back to the dream, going back to the goal, going back to the calling, going back to the purpose, going back to the idea that you have once declared dead. See, when you go back to that thing, you declare life over that thing. You declare life over the calling, life over the dream, life over the goal, life over the relationship, life over your children, life over the decision, because you recognize that human vision produces inaccurate declarations, which require you to change the lens you're looking through. And you realize and recognize that the miracle worker is present. And if he can see it, he can save it. So the text teaches us on tonight, we move forward when we recognize don't bury it yet because there's still life in it. Listen, before we transition to the appeal and I toss it over to Pastor J.D., I just want to pray uh, real quick. If God don't mind, God, thank you for your word. God, thank you for reminding us that although there are things in our lives that look dead, God, there are some things that, is, that still have life. God, we thank you that you can step in our situation and turn it around. God, we thank you for reminding us tonight that human vision always produces inaccurate declarations. So God, the things that we have spoken death over, God, allow us to get the right lens, look at them again, and then declare life over them. Now, God, we also ask that you will remind us that no matter where we are, what we're dealing with, or how bad our situation may be, God, remind us that the miracle worker is present. And if you can see it, you can save us. God, thank you, thank you, thank you for reminding, the, of, of us, uh, reminding this to us tonight. We love you, we thank you in your name, we pray, amen. Amen. Amen and amen. God has spoken tonight through his servant, Pastor Kyle Crawford. Ladies and gentlemen, if you heard this word and if you received it, if your heart was open and you were spiritually sensitive enough to be able to tune into the frequency of heaven and you know that God spoke specifically to you, then tonight we're just going to ask that you would move forward. Like the pastor has declared, there's still life left in that thing. So we say thank you, Pastor Crawford, for the reminder tonight that God is a miracle worker. And we're going to trust the miracle worker. Even when we don't see a way out, we got to know that if he sees it, <laughs> he can yeah, save yeah. it. Oh, yes. Yeah. So tonight, let me put it in, in speaker view. And I want you to know that we appreciate you so very much. You came through, you're wearing your Laker hat or your LA hat, which I appreciate. But more than that, honestly and truly, man, thank you for being uh, faithful to the call tonight. You accomplished your task and we celebrate you for that. We dare not allow you to leave tonight, Pastor Crawford, without asking Pastor Meshach to pray a prayer of covering over you. Pastor, if you don't mind, please pray for our preacher for the night. We know that the devil is angry because this word was declared, but we're going to pray protection and covering over him now. And for every other person who has received this message of encouragement and inspiration, please pray for us. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we have just heard your voice through Pastor Crawford. God, it is evident, Lord God, that your anointing is over this family, over this manservant of yours. Yes. And so God, even as he's poured out on your behalf, God, we thank you for the reminder that there's some things that we should not have buried. Mm -hmm. And so we're going back to those memory banks, Lord God, of the things that you birthed within us that reminds us, Lord God, that nothing is impossible without you. And yeah. so, God, in the name of Jesus, as we come interceding on Pastor Kyle's behalf, God, he's poured out all of his soul, all of his heart uh, to your people on today. And so I pray, I'm praying in the name of Jesus that you will not only re replenish his strength, but you would refresh him, renew yes. him. 
and then refocus him, Lord God, as he continues to move forward, preaching the good news of the gospel. We know that the, the devil is angry on tonight, but God, we do not care what he thinks about. We only care about you receiving the yes. glory on today. And we can truly say that you've been glorified. You've been yes. uplifted that God, you, you even have been magnified through this word. And so I'm praying now you. for your servant that God, you would put a special hedge of protection around him. Bless him. Bless his marriage, Lord God. Bless my, uh, uh, my, my, my sister Haley, Lord God, in a special way that you will continue to cover their marriage, cover their ministry, that yeah. even as the attacks come, that they will be reminded of this very word. Yes. Put into his heart that he may be able to resurrect some dead things when they mm -hmm. seem impossible. God, I mm -hmm. pray in the, in the name of Jesus that you would give them, continue to give them your Holy Spirit, and then also do the same for your listeners that heard this word and then are, are challenged to apply it on this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. amen. And amen. amen. Thank, Thank you so you. much, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you so very much. At this time, I'm just going to invite you, if you have um, the desire to go further with God. If you need special prayer, then please reach out to us. We want to connect with you and pray over you and with you. We also want to encourage you, if you want to be baptized, if you don't want quarantine to keep you from making the decision that God has placed heavily upon your heart, know that we already have a woman of God who is going to be baptized very, very soon, and you're going to meet her, but we want you to do the same thing if that is your desire. We will work it out if you want to be a part of our virtual baptism, then we can have make that happen. Um, we want you to reach out to us and let us know, please, we are here with you. We're here for you. And God is going to get his glory in your life, even in the midst of quarantine. You know why? Yeah, yeah, because if he yeah. can see it, he can <laughs> save it. What a word. What a word. Thank you. I also want to remind all of you who desire to give. Um, if you want to sow your seed by helping families who are in financial crisis, then you can send your financial seed using PayPal to the quarantine revival at gmail.com. Again, that is the quarantine revival at gmail.com through PayPal. And you can also send it through Cash App to the money sign, the quarantine revival. And every cent that goes to these two avenues will be used to help those like we've already helped thus far in this quarantine revival to make it through this financial, this financially difficult season. So again, we say thank you for your seeds. We say thank you for your generosity. If you want to give, again, the cash app is the money sign, the quarantine revival and PayPal. It is the quarantine revival at gmail.com. God bless you all. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Tomorrow night, we have Pastor Melvin Warfield, who is going to be bringing the power packed word. Let the word of God marinate this evening. Allow it to sit right there on your heart and to produce a rich harvest of faithfulness, of tenacity, of audacity, because you know that God can do anything with your situation and he ain't gonna fail you, no, not yet. So thank you again for tuning in. At this time, we're gonna have our outro. God bless you, God be with you. And we're praying for you and with you.